0: Hello and welcome to my podcast called Innovation. Innovation was inspired by my previous podcast, Silence, where over the course of two years, I ended up speaking with a total of 100 women from Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics, or STEM. I kept all of those guests anonymous so that they could talk openly and honestly about their lives, and we discussed their experiences, what they've learned along their life journeys and their hopes and ideas for living fulfilling and contented lives because their identities were always kept so safe because their identities were always kept safe the conversations on silence were always so raw and transparent and we didn't just talk about being women in STEM but about everything the topics that tended to come up are also the same topics that people ask me about after I've given a talk in schools and colleges or the same topics that I chat about with my friends and family or my mentees So what I've done is sift through all the episodes, the past episodes of Silence, to bring you my favourite sound bites from them on these certain topics, and each week on Innovation I'll be reflecting on the perspectives that came up on Silence that I feel are actually pearls of wisdom that I found particularly provoking, inspiring and empowering in the hope that they resonate with you too. This week is all about facing it. So what do I mean by facing it? Well, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I came across this meme which said, you know, we've heard that it's all about faking it to make it and I've heard that saying quite a few times in my life, you know, just fake it to make it, just stick a smile on your face, you know, pretend that everything's okay and you'll get through it and I've always been so uncomfortable about that. But anyway, this meme said, don't fake it to make it. Face it to make it. And I thought, yeah, definitely. I am so much more about facing things to make it rather than faking things to make it. So I wanted to do an episode on facing it because I wanted to sort of like break down what that even means. Um, You know, it might be a completely new and alien concept to some of you. Um, But for me, it's something that I've kind of been fascinated with for a long time, you know, this idea of wanting to be authentic and wanting to be genuine and wanting to behave and act from a place of real truth. And so this idea of faking it to make it um, has never ever sat well with me. Um, And I don't know, like maybe. You have experiences of faking it to make it and it worked out really well because whilst you were there sort of sticking a smile on your face and making everyone sort of convinced that you're okay, um, you've passed through it and you've got through challenging times and you made it to the other side and you're good. And you know, sometimes that is appropriate. You know, let's just say um, someone really close to you is not being very nice to you because they're sort of grumpy and um, they've got a lot on their plate and they're not they're being a bit sort of like a bit of a nightmare to be around faking it to make it can be good in those times because you know you just you're nice to them even if they're not nice to you and you just you know in that sense you're kind of being fake because despite the fact that they're not being nice you're being nice back um and I think you know for small kind of examples like that I get it I get the faking it to make it thing um because facing a grumpy person would be you know to maybe bring it up and just go my gosh you're really grumpy um but you know even as I say that I'm thinking I would rather still just face whatever the situation is um and be real And so if I was faced with um, a grumpy sister or something, I would just say, hey, are you okay? Because you seem a bit grumpy. (laughs) Um, Or is it just me? Like, am I reading you wrong? You know, and I would face it. I wouldn't just be like, oh, you're so nice. And, you know, thanks for being so sweet. When actually I'm thinking, God. You know, that person is just so grumpy right now. So, yeah, I was trying to make an excuse for um faking it to make it. But actually, at my core, I still just want to be genuine um, with people. And so, you know, I sifted through episodes of silence to see whether anyone had sort of brought this topic up. And I... Did find a few sound bites um, around the subject of facing things, um, but they are a bit all over the place. Um, I think one guest talks about faking it to make it, or I think maybe I bringing up this idea of faking it to make it. Um, but anyhow, there are different perspectives on the idea of facing things, so. We'll start by looking at the perspective from episode 21 where my guest talks about what we have to face as women in the workplace. Um, She's in information technology and she's very much, and she's very senior and she's in charge of hiring and assessing people's performance and things like that. And she talks about The differences men and women face when it comes to being assessed. So here's the quote.
1: Those are the things Mm. I think that matter. Because if you look for, I need to have this, I need to have the home, I need to have the family, I need to have peace with whatever, you're not going to get that.
0: Yeah, because there are, I think women are under so much pressure to, you know, not just have the successful career. Um, but also to be mothers and, and to just juggle so many things on top of what men juggle.
1: Yeah, and to be do all that and also to smile. Do you know how many times women get told, just smile, you're not smiling, why? Yeah. And it's less now, but 10 years ago, it was even worse. I think some of the stuff that's coming out in social media is helping change some of those conversations. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I heard from another woman who would tell people, you know, sometimes in frustration that, well, my grandma passed away just to get them to stop telling her to smile when she didn't feel like smiling.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot <laughs> on our minds.
1: Yeah. And I don't I don't have to. So that's that's kind of some of the things that we we women face more than men do. Men in engineering even can be cantankerous and cranky and get away with it. And you know, they they don't it doesn't ding them even on their performance reviews i mean it's one thing that they get away with it in a meeting or something but managers have you know a lot of managers are male and they have that blind spot so that's one thing i looked into because i started getting into a lot of we have business groups for women and gender diversity councils and all that mm-hmm. and i kind of approached it with that engineering mindset like what are and there's a lot of women doing some of this work uh, where, you know, the feedback that women get is very personal. And it's also women get a lot more corrective feedback at work than men do, at least in the IT and technology industry. Interesting. Uh, So, yeah, and you get told things that are personal qualities like, oh, you're very patient, you're very nice. Nice doesn't tell you how I do my job. Nice doesn't belong in a performance evaluation right? And nice belongs in a family setting or in, you know, your friends, whatever. Or you get the what's called the grindstone word, like you're very hardworking. So it tells you that you're working hard, but it's not talking about my achievements. Yeah. It's not using words like dynamic, like, you know, productive. There's a difference between hardworking and productive.
0: I think what the soundbite points out to me is that different people face different things. And It's kind of interesting in its own right, because, you know, this idea that, you know, when you walk past a building site and builders say, smile, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times people have said that to me. Maybe it's because I walk around with a really grumpy face or, you know, that resting bitch face or whatever. Um, But it is so annoying when people tell me to smile because I then go off into this kind of like analysis of like why would someone tell someone to smile they don't know what someone's going through they have no clue it's so unfair you know and I don't want to get into some gender debate Um, it's funny because ever since International Women's Day I've had so many gender debates where there are lots of women who want to stop talking about gender and um, so I definitely don't want to get into it in this podcast but this idea of you know people thinking they've got the right to say you should be happy or you know why don't you do this and why don't you do that and often feeling this pressure to like deliver what people want you know um, and I guess the moral of this point is that rather than delivering what people want us to deliver, we should just we should just accept our lot and have the awareness of what we face compared to other people and basically not put other people's opinions before our own. It's interesting because this idea of getting assessed at work and this idea of some people having sort of like not very um, helpful assessment vocabulary. You know, she's hard working as opposed to she's productive. Um, but I guess having an awareness of like the different circumstances we face is a very empowering tool to... Be aware that we may, as women, be facing different treatment compared to men. I think that can be empowering. I think if we were not aware that we were being treated differently, then we wouldn't have any knowledge necessarily to do something about it. So, you know, I guess facing it, facing the truth, ...is a lot more empowered than faking the truth, I guess. But sometimes we don't have the insight to know that what we're facing is difficult. Um, and that's why faking it to make it, I guess, might be quite useful. Because you may not know that there are biases in wo- at work... And because you don't know, just sort of pushing through it. Um, Because I guess facing it requires you to do some analysis. Whereas faking it to make it saves you all of that work. So, for example, with work assessments, rather than facing the fact that there's bias... Maybe just holding your head up high and faking the fact that you find your assessment really useful when actually you don't would be a better thing. I don't know, actually. I don't know where I stand with that. Well, I do know where I'd stand, but I don't know if where where I'm standing on this point is actually a healthy one. But where I stand is that I would rather face an assessment and just say what did you mean by calling me hardworking? um do you think i'm productive (laughs) um and so i'd rather face and challenge things than kind of just nod with a smile on my face saying thank you very much for my assessment where you're telling me i'm hard working so so yeah again i am definitely on the side of um facing it rather than faking it uh but yeah it's taken me a while to get to that point I've always led a life where I've been kind of the odd one out. I've been in many scenarios where there's just no one relatable around. Um, Maybe that's what it's like when you are first generation of immigrants. Um, But as a result, I've always just tried to really dig deep to find my authentic standpoint on certain things... And it's taken a while. I mean, I really, you know, when I was much younger, I really didn't know how I fit into certain situations because, quite frankly, I just didn't fit. Um, And as a result of that kind of upbringing where I have always been odd, um, I developed the art of just trying to be authentic, even if I, you know, because I'm, I'm... mostly Sri Lankan um, but I've hardly been to Sri Lanka I was born in London I've hardly been to Sri Lanka I can't speak the language um, can't read the writing Uh, you know I very much don't know anything about my country of origin and then sort of growing up in London there were times when I thought um, I don't quite know what I would do here because oddly I have certain beliefs and mannerisms that are you know passed down from my parents who grew up in cultures that are nothing like the sort of environment that i was born into and so as a result of that i've always tried to be my most authentic self even if it doesn't make sense to other people or myself but my next guest talks about the importance of belonging and connection and support from other people. And that has really been the thing that has helped her face life's challenges. This from episode 12.
2: At the core of who we are, we want belonging and we want want to have people around us who encourage us, who who validate us. Now, if you don't have that, I think your outlook on life um, might be more aggressive than it should be, um, because I know personally from my experience that just having the support of my friends, especially when when I, I face obstacles, telling me just keep going, things will happen, don't worry about the situation now, I, you know just keep going, put in the hours, put in the work, it's possible. I think that always, without fail, takes me out of a rut when i get down sometimes and encourages me to just keep going and then i i realize actually they are right actually things are going well now so i think it's it's invaluable really to have an amazing support ne- network and investing in those networks actually is what is what comes back to you you know you know finding time to spend with family and friends creating new friendships you know being being comfortable with leaving your comfort zone sometimes. Um, but yeah, I I think it's, it's essential that you have a, sup- a good support network supporting you and cheering you on.
0: I really do relate to what my guest is saying because even though I always was the odd one out, I definitely, through time, found my tribe of people. And my friends and my family now are just people that... Um, are very supportive, are people that I turn to. Um, they're an odd bunch of people in themselves, but you know, I really trust them, and it has been amazing to make uh, friendships and to belong. And um, so I really, really do agree with um, my guests from episode 12's kind of approach to facing life's challenges. And I think, you know, generally, in order to get through things, there is nothing better than finding the strength within yourself and have that be supported by other people. And it doesn't have to be loads of people, but just a very, very close inner circle. And so... I love what she says here about a good support network. I think it's really powerful and empowering. My next guest talks about faking it from a completely different perspective. And the perspective is more about faking oneself in order to fit in. So going to extreme lengths to feel part of something. Um, and the reason why I included it in this podcast is because sometimes we fake it to make it because we so desperately want the end result but I don't necessarily think it gets us anywhere I think when you are your true self and you face the fact that you're different or unconventional I think that can really liberate people because they're not enslaved to other people's opinions but this from episode 23 I found really fascinating and entertaining that people can go to such great extents to just be part of something. I think one of the major problems um, that women face is believing believing the bully.
3: True.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I've been learning is that often when I feel bullied or harassed in some way, I kind of feel like I'm the one in the wrong and that they must be right.
3: Oh, yeah. What did I do? What did I yeah. do? The victim mentality. Oh, I wore the short skirt, so I deserve what I got. Like that's yeah. the that mentality, right? Yeah. I'm really interested in your experience in engineering because. On my side, like, as a laboratory scientist, most of the explicit sort of sexual harassment that I received was from senior males. Mm. Um, And there were some bullying from senior female scientists, but I never had the experience of being in a classroom or in a situation where my male peers closed ranks around me or against me you know
0: what's interesting about not just my experience but women that i've had on this show is that there has always been a real lack of assertiveness on the part of the women and you know we tend to shy away from truly expressing how we feel or truly owning our self doubt and instead we kind of take it away and suffer with it in silence and the minute we admit that actually we're feeling a bit weak or a bit vulnerable about something or a little bit yeah just a little bit vulnerable about something that actually shows a huge amount of empowerment or it is empowering and I think that's what I hope to try and convey through these podcasts that it is okay to actually air your true feelings about things because I think women feel very pressured to hide how they really feel or put on a front or uh, sort of fake it uh, to make it in male-dominated environments. And we do ourselves a real disservice because we're being disingenuous.
3: Have you seen Amazon TV has a series um, called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? mm And in the pilot episode, it shows a woman, it's the 1950s, it shows kind of what the housewife looks like. And I'm bringing this up because... She, you know, in her fabulous dressing gown, goes to bed next to her husband, waits for him to fall asleep, then wakes up, brushes her teeth, puts her hair in curlers, puts a (laughs) kerchief over the curlers, puts the cold cream on her face so she looks like a terrible, horrific monster, and then goes to sleep. And then she wakes up early before her husband and she brushes her teeth and takes off the cold cream and fluffs out her hair and puts on (laughs) makeup and then gets back into bed so she could just wake up like this. Yeah,
0: Oh my God. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I mean, And that's only 50 years ago, right? Or 60 years ago. And how liberating for us if we could just walk around in the hair curlers and the cold cream. I mean, I would love women to have enough confidence and self-worth and self-belief to say, you know what? I want my hair in curlers and I want to wear the cold cream. And that's just part of the whole beauty regime, I did not wake up like this, you know, that's what I would like to achieve.
3: I think we're seeing some of that with celebrities posting like no makeup selfies and and like leggings and sweats sort of like becoming a hip thing to wear. I hope that we're going that sort of direction, but... I wanted to mention something about that sort of relatedness and belonging piece. And I mean, it's one of the core psychosocial needs that we have as humans, right? If we don't belong to the group, then we get eaten or we get sick and we die because we can't share the resources of the group. So it's so encoded in our DNA. And unfortunately that social pressure of what women have to do in order to be valued and, and seen as being, you know part of the group is really um extreme and and perhaps against our natural inclinations i'm no i don't even know if we would wear curlers and cold cream without you know the yeah. conventional beauty standards being what they are so
0: i think what i absolutely love about this soundbite is that we are so dictated to by society sometimes you know we we feel like we have to fake our true selves so that we can be highly regarded in some way and i think the only people that we really deceive are ourselves um and i think that's why i don't like this idea of faking it to make it because i feel like i'm being untrue to myself i feel like i'm betraying myself by faking it and you know by facing it um you're just facing that you're different and you're actually giving yourself a lot of self-acceptance by saying yeah I am different or I'm not part of this or I don't fit in and that's okay I'm cool with that because I would much rather be cool with that than actually be um a pretend version of myself. It's so true, like how many of us actually do things because we are expected to do things or wear things or, you know, change ourselves in some way so that we can fit into society. And that's, you know, I do wonder whether people would sort of like, you know, undergo certain changes to themselves, you know, cosmetically or surgically if it wasn't for societal pressure um and I think it's so important to be true to ourselves and to embrace who we are um and I know that can be really really difficult if you know you've got like a massive birthmark on your face and you just know that all you do is get attention over that or you know it's it's such a tricky subject but I think at the root of it all, we should always do what is best for ourselves. We shouldn't be driven by what other people think. Um, And I think when we fake things, we are putting other people's opinions before our own. And I think that's quite dangerous territory. Um, And I don't think we ask ourselves enough, like, do I really want to be doing this makeup tutorial when actually you know I enjoy not wearing makeup on the weekends or you know do I really want to be wearing that revealing outfit um when actually I just want to be comfortable or you know sometimes you see people wearing things that just are so uncomfortable like they can't walk in certain shoes or you know they can't breathe in an outfit or something and you just think are you wearing that for other people's attention or are you wearing it because you want to look good and I think it's really important to ask ourselves whether we are doing something that is self-motivated or we're doing things to impress or please others um I think it's you know it feels so good when we do things for our greater selves um it's kind of self-esteem building But it is really interesting because we live in a world where we think we are doing things for others, Um, you know, whether that's societal pressure or, you know, expectation or whatever it is. We think, you know, a lot of our decisions are based on what everyone thinks we should do or what we should be doing and that kind of thing. But I talked to a group of mechanical engineering young women in episode 34 where the girls talked about starting a women's STEM club. And the debate came up about whether boys were invited or not and what happened when boys were invited. And it was just so interesting because they also had the same debate and whether it was a question of, um, you know, inviting them or not, what one of the experiments they did was actually invite the boys and the result was that given the option, boys didn't want to show up because they didn't want to have to face the kind of dialogue that women tend to have that's very open and kind of a bit sort of emotion-driven. Um, and so... You know, given given the choice, I think some people do tend to shy away from facing things, and would rather actually not. Um, and so, this isn't about everyone holding back from facing things. I think people just quite simply don't want to face their realities and would rather stay behind a mask, essentially. Um, and not be completely transparent with where they're at and and put on a front. And again, to me, that is kind of faking it. And, you know, I would always opt for not doing that, as we know by this stage in the podcast. But here's a quote from episode 34. Yeah, because uh, just talking to you girls, like I really am so amazed and inspired by the fact that you even started this club in the first place and the fact that you really aim to empower females into STEM and it's like you know you're already doing so much and in in changing girls views you might gain enough confidence to actually change the views of boys which would be so groundbreaking Because I think we live in a society where men have a very, well, not men, but like people have very fixed ideas of stereotype, what a woman's role is, what a man's role is. And through your club, you could actually start changing that. Which would be so exciting to like, actually lead a movement where you're saying, guys, this is what it's like for us girls as a result of attitudes let's just give each other a fair chance because we all you know for example love math so why can't we just all enjoy math together and just see each other as equals hearing that like what are your immediate reactions are you like no that would never work or like yeah um
4: i'm the one interested in biology and i think that that's a very interesting um idea because oh but I can't stop thinking because if it was an optional event where we where girls were to be able to openly talk about the problems that they have faced and have created dialogue I'm not honestly I'm not sure how many boys would willingly go um and then if it were a mandatory event, that's that's a lot of school bureaucracy. That um, it's way above my head. Um, but I think that my friend, and in, who's interested in neuroscience, has done something like that. Um,
3: actually, like a couple of years ago, when this club was talking about potentially bringing in boys to the club, um, we had a like a discussion, um, open to everybody in the school, including the boys, mm-hmm. and
4: ended
3: up with one yeah they were like yeah we're like oh yeah but a lot of boys have input and like literally there are probably like one or two guys there we're like yeah this kind of shows
4: why it's girls and stuff
0: okay so what was happening there
4: to be completely candid i think they're all bark and no bite they want <laughs> they of our club because they want to be a part of it And because, and and not even because they want to be a part of it, they just, they feel excluded. It feels, what I believe is that they're so used to being used to to be included in everything Mm. that finally we're like, no, this is just a girl thing. They lash out. And when we gave them the option and we said, fine, like, let's have a dialogue about this. And two boys showed up. I think that that's very, um, telling.
0: Yeah. I think ultimately it's really important to just be your authentic self and to be your authentic self I think you've got to have a really strong sense of self, you've got to really know who you are and I think that comes with time and so maybe when you have less of a sense of who you are then faking it to make it kind of is easier because you fill in the gaps of knowledge of who you are by just kind of pretending. But I think definitely having that sense of self does come with age. That's definitely been my experience where the older I've got, the more I know what my perspectives are, what my opinions are, what I feel about certain things, what my preferences, um, my viewpoints, my, I just know more about myself based on experience. Um, And my guest from episode 44, you know, she's, older she's been through a lot and she really has such a strong sense of self and she has this to say from episode 44 Mm.
1: but I really have an ability to hang in there Mm. uh, despite all the all the you know barriers and problems and as a as a woman engineer you you face a lot and I still face a lot of barriers yeah Uh, but you know, I think you you just gotta have a very strong sense of who you are and where you want to go and what you want to do, and not let yourself be deviated from it by by others' views. And in fact, yes. I have a strategy to reject. I don't define myself by what others think of me. If they don't appreciate what I'm doing, then I feel they've got the problem, not me.
0: I think what's so inspiring about this guest is that she faced a lot of challenges in her career as an engineer. And even though the challenges must have been really difficult at the time, I think facing them helped her to get stronger. And so I think, you know, whether you fake it or not, just this idea of just simply facing the challenges, whatever approach you take, is character building and character strengthening. And... um I love this guest because she's so strong. But you can tell that she's only been strong, she's only become strong because of all the knocks she's had. Um, And so, you know, if there is anyone out there that's like, I don't know if I want to fake it or face it or I don't even know. It's like, well, just be really, you know, kind of happy that you are facing a challenge because challenges are always opportunities to grow Um, and whenever I'm faced with adversity and challenges I always ask myself what is it that I'm supposed to be learning here Um, and sometimes the answers aren't fun you know sometimes the answers are well you're learning here that you're actually just very greedy because you want the cake and you want to eat it kind of thing Um, but that in itself can be very humbling and so yeah, regardless of sort of whether you fake your way through that kind of challenge or, or, you know. No, actually, thinking about it, that's facing it too. Like, being able to see a challenge as an opportunity to grow is facing that challenge. It's finding the courage to say, I want to face this. Um, whereas... And maybe you decide that your approach is faking it to get through the challenge. But, you know, because you you may just think, okay, I've never been through a challenge like this before. So I'm just going to act like I um, I'm not scared. I'm going to act like I really know what I'm doing and I'm just going to get through this. In which case that could be seen as faking it. But actually it's it's you making an informed choice that that's the way you're going to approach a challenge. It's all so (laughs) complicated. But I'm going to leave you with a last quote from episode 68 where I think that, you know, she just has such a motivational and inspiring note to end on. Yeah, definitely see challenges as an opportunity to grow.
3: Criticism for that, but it's your value. You need to um, still stand up for yourself. And it's hard and it's every time that you get through something and you think your confidence has built to a new level there's always new challenges but i think the confidence is really about that ability to face those challenges and to utilize your resources in order to respond in the best way
0: yeah so whether you decide to pretend that everything's okay to get through challenges or whether you decide to really face what's going on and um sort of call it out for what it is, or maybe you decide to do a mixture of both those things. It's all okay, because I think what will really allow you to get through anything is courage, and strength, and resilience, and a massive dose of self-belief. I think we can all get through anything when we believe that challenges are there to to help us grow that's it for innovation this week thank you for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can i'd love to have your feedback about this episode or any others that you've listened to and maybe some suggestions for future topics for this show It's all about self-discovery and evolution on innovation. So be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week.